Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the American Citizen Podcast. My name is Gray, joined as ever by Josh. Welcome back to the show, Josh. Hello, hello, hello. So we have, well... Despite the fact that we've aired our feelings on the FA Cup on this podcast more than once, we do have a semifinal to cover this weekend. And uh, we also have, we'll, we'll do a belated recap of last week's game and um, some off-the-pitch stuff as well. It's, it's been an interesting week for, for Pep Guardiola commentary, I would say. So we're, going to, we're definitely going to talk about some of that, as well as the... Easter resurrection of the Leonardo Bonucci rumors. Mm, as well as the resurrection of Jesus. That's right. We will be covering that as well. You you almost and, left that time, one on. I yeah. can't believe you left that one on the table. And, well, yeah, I apologize. Although I can also I, I, I can also understand how that might have been the low hanging fruit. Yeah, I, I, it wasn't so much as it was the low hanging fruit as it was that I just straight up didn't think of it. Uh, um, fair enough. But, yeah, and we also have a Vincent Company resurrection to cover as well, so that's where we're going to start. So we'll uh, start with resurrections. I like the theme. The re- <laughs> <laughs> we need to get the Stone Roses as our outro music. So. Uh, All right. Um. Let's let's talk about City's 3-0 win at Southampton. It was, once again, tale of two halves. Mediocre first half. Three goals in the second, including two really nice counterattacking goals, as well as a goal from the captain, Vincent Company, which I will just say, uh, we've obviously discussed Vincent Company and his future and his health on this podcast many times, but I gotta be honest, if that didn't make you smile, then I don't know what will. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know how you couldn't have been happy in that moment, man. Like, God, I just, just a, I even as we're sitting here talking about it, I'm stumbling over my words because I'm replaying it in my head. Just, you know, trying to think of something to say is like Vinny's got that expression on his face and he's just running around like an uncaged beast. Which is exactly what he was, man. Like, he, he was an animal that had been basically locked up. Like, hadn't been able to do anything. You know, hadn't been able to contribute to his team. Had to sit back and watch. Some of the, I imagine there were some really tough performances defensively, too. Because we've ripped them on this podcast. So, if you're Vinny... You, you have to wonder what goes through Vincent Company's mind when he watches some of that. Yeah, you. Well, we know how pissed off we are, and we don't even understand half the technical nuance. You know, none of us have ever played at a level that companies played, and 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 yeah, what 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 might piss him off would be very interesting. I I, I will tell you this. I would give a lot of money to sit next to Vincent Company during one of City's, like, crappily defended matches. Like, just to sit next to Vinny. But getting back on point, the emotion on his face as he ran around what was not even the Etihad. (laughs) 
was just ridiculous joy and, and elation and happiness and and I couldn't have been more happy for Vinny, dude. I know I know that we've said gone, I know that we've said a number of things, but that didn't change how we feel about Vinny as as a city servant and as a city player, you know? I think uh, I speak for both of us when I say we really wish we didn't have to say gone. Yeah, I would rather Vincent Company be a, 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 a defender that City can rely upon with great consistency. Because if that were the case, there, Vincent Company is a guy I would I would keep until the end of time. Yeah, like that's I mean, how much I rate him. You, you like watch he, and you <clears throat> say maybe City's future isn't with Vincent Company, but City need a defender like Vincent Company, and obviously they don't grow on trees. There aren't many of them. But oh, there aren't. And even if you look at FIFA, like, and I know this is stupid, but I just want to say, this. if you look around the FIFA defenders that are rated, where where company, like, you're talking about Sergio Ramos's. You're talking about, you know, I, I mean, guys like Samuel Umtiti are rated, you know, right up there with best defender in the world status when he was fit. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's a blow to City if they have to get rid of this guy. Because if he goes somewhere else and get healthy, gets healthy, they will have essentially sold two world-class defenders in, like, the span of, what, five, six years? It's, it's, it's a risk. When, when, when was Boateng sold? Uh, 2011. Although some people still don't rate him. I, I think he's yeah. a world-class. Defender. I, I also think they were kind of. I think Boateng wasn't. Ex- they kind of botched him, to be honest. Yeah, I, yeah, they did. They spent they, an entire season playing him at fullback, and then. They, and then and sold. It was basically like, I'm going to go home to Germany now because this is not what I wanted. So. Yeah. All that notwithstanding. Um, yeah, absolutely. And, and you watch that second half once they'd taken the 1 0 league, because there was a period of about. Um, 15, 20 minutes, it was actually 20 minutes when they were on the knife's edge at 1-0 and they had to do a bit of defending. Southampton didn't do a ton of threatening, I would say. Um, I thought City actually defended quite well as a team, but they also had, and uh, we've talked about how set pieces have been such a huge problem. Bravo actually made a save. Yes, he did. Um, and we, and we've, we've also talked about how set pieces have been such a huge problem um, for this team at various points of the season. And there were quite a few of them during that 20-minute period where they were defending a 1-0 lead. And they dealt with them all fairly straightforwardly. And I'm not going to say that's 100% down to Vincent Company's presence on the pitch, but I think a lot of it was. Yeah. Yeah, it was It was <sighs> interesting to see, like... It's just when the it's, game... it's a measure of control, I think. Because Otsunami yeah. and Stones both have a habit of playing out of control. Yeah, yeah. And, and, I, and I think for me, it's like... It, there's sort of a stabilizing effect as the game goes on because when set pieces first start happening, like city fans automatically go into oh crap, what what's the worst that's going to happen here? All right, where's the ball located? All right, how are they lined up? Does this look like it could be a goal? Like there's a feeling if you watch soccer enough. Where you're like, you can sense when a set piece is going to lead to something. You can either just notice that guys are out of position or 
as the goalkeeper is trying to get him lined up, he's having to yell 15,000 times and his defenders still aren't listening to him. You, you start to pick up the little cues that happen where you're like, damn it, this is going to end horribly. And with Vincent Company in there, that feeling, like, it, it almost has a logarithmic function to it rather you know like instead of getting exponentially worse as as the game goes on where your feeling is like every set piece is gonna go in like during the game it just sort of went down you're just like okay city with whatever whatever roster this is right now they seem to be able to adequately or at least professionally defend set pieces and you're never going to be a hundred percent that's like trying to be a hundred percent on a power play look some nice. some set pieces some guys are just going to deliver a pearl some guys are just going to deliver an olympico some guys are just going to deliver a ball that goes into the net like it's it's gonna happen there's nothing you can do about it it's part of the game but there are these set pieces that city let in where you're like why and 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 that didn't happen this game. So I was kind of I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, I think when you look at City's defenders, it's just who do you see who's going to you know grab the game by the cojones and take charge of it. Otamendi's not really the type to just sort of step up and be like, all right, I'm handling this. You get out of the way. It's not him. I think John Stones could be that in the future, but he's not yet. Vincent Company is, and he's very much the finished product, and he will do that. He'll be like, get out of here. I'm dealing with this. We're dealing with this. We got this, whether you like it or not. Yeah. Um, and I, I know, I mean, uh, Stephen Jarrett. I think Bakari yeah. Sanya is, too. I think he is, but the problem is he's also shunted out at fullback most of the time, which makes it a little more difficult. Right. Um, I mean, Stephen Gerrard said on uh, British, uh, on the UK telecast, that he thinks if Company had been fit all season, we'd be out of sight for the title. I wouldn't go that far, but I certainly think that we would be a hell of a lot closer to it than we are right now. Yeah, I I, I can agree with that, too. You know, City's problems this year haven't been necessarily going forward. I mean, they've had their games where yeah, they've, they've had, had to figure, yeah. it, again, had to figure been, it out. There have been games where they've been really impotent, but overall it hasn't been the issue. Yeah, there have been, I mean, there was the one game where they didn't even register a shot on half, but, you know, it then, then and, and even to your point about Southampton, like, even that first half was, I'm not going to say a replica of that shotless game, but it was... It was adjacent to it. Was it. Flat. it was very yeah, flat. it was it was very flat. It was very anemic. It was almost like you didn't expect anybody to score. Really, it's like all right, City have the ball, and that's just what's this going. This is going to be <laughs> like how it was for the second half of the Arsenal game as well. Um, yeah. yeah, City have the ball. City have all the right. ball. Because City have the ball. You know, it just, just yeah. be, that that would just be the play call if it were here in America. You know, yeah. City have still the ball. Yeah, still have it. Uh, still really, have it. They really got the counterattack going in that second half, though. Leroy Sané is such a joy to watch when he gets going. I, man, I love that guy. And all right, let's let's talk about this because I noticed that you said foul. 
After having seen the million a, yeah. plays, do, do, can, do you, do you want recant, to rescind your can opinion? I, can I recant that? Because you can. self-admitted that I, it, it was the I, initial, it was it was a very close-edged thing. I can see how in the moment you screamed and tweeted. Because I, you see, it's hard to see the point where he gets the ball. Uh, yep, it's a very I, slight touch. It, it, it is the slightest of touches. It's like a feather touch. You know what it reminds me of? It's like the ref who spotted Luke Robitaille's stick in like those 93 finals, or, or even though it was brought to his attention by Patrick Waugh. I guess Patrick Waugh spotting Luke Robitaille's stick. It's like, how do you even notice that? How do you notice he's playing with a stick that's not regulation size? Like, how on earth is that something you see? Just like that, I am, I am, that needs to be a 30 for 30. I want that explained to me. American sports fans will understand what I mean. But, uh, yeah, that ref either saw, like, we gave that ref credit for he, either... He may have accidentally gotten it right. <laughs> yeah, he may have accidentally gotten it right was going to end up being the point there. I was being a bit long-winded about it, so thank you for summarizing it. But yeah, he may have accidentally gotten it right, but if if he didn't, then kudos to that ref for being Johnny on the spot and seeing that, because... Wow, that that really Forster just I mean think I mean it was like a finger touch. It was. But De Bruyne got the got the uh, passes working as well. That was a big because we've seen him sort of drift in and out at points of the season. I think Guardiola openly admitted he's like he has too many miles on his legs this year. But we can't take him out because he's too important to us. Um but he got running in that second half, and so did Leroy Sané. It's just when City get that counterattack going, they're just such a joy to watch. It's, it's I, everything they wanted Guardiola for. Yeah, yeah. This is this is really what you wanted out of City is is just to be able to watch them. You know, we use that phrase "turn and go," and and you know, Mbappe. I I think just you know, if we if we weren't in the Mbappe camp last week, then I don't even know what you'd call it this week. I could not possibly be. I'm going to go off a bit here. Uh, not like, I don't want anyone else at this point. Like, <laughs> get Mbappe and don't talk to me about anything else. Like, don't talk to me about Alexi Sanchez. I'm going to go off on a sort of um, a non-city-related tangent here very briefly, but I could not be more excited for a semifinal than I am about Juventus and Monaco. Oh man, dude! If team. there is a more cl- bigger clash of styles, I have yet to see it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I legitimately think that this Monaco team could win the damn thing if they, if they. This is a look. It, it, if this works out for one of these teams, it's going to go horribly. Yeah, that's for sure. You and I know enough about sports to know that. For one of these teams, it's going to go horribly. Yeah. And if that happens to be Juventus. If Real Madrid catch Monaco in the final, I cannot even begin to tell you how much I think Monaco could punish the crappy defense of Real Madrid. Wouldn't you love... I would love... I would kind of like to see Monaco against anybody at this point. It's kind of a measuring stick. Like, we, we kind of... 
we've wondered, you know, we went from, well, you know, City should be beating teams like Monaco to, well, maybe they shouldn't be beating teams yeah. like Monaco to, how many teams can this Monaco team beat? I want to see them against everyone. I want to know exactly how good they are. <laughs> it's, it's, really went from hating Monaco to loving yeah, Monaco. It's, 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 it's just sort of like you watch them, and it's like, well, I could take, like, seven of these players on this <laughs> So... I mean, it's it's the absolute truth. That team is just so much fun to watch, and my God, I want Mbappe. Like, you just talk about Mbappe, things. Mbappe, Lamar, want. Mendy. Um, who's the other guy? I would, yeah. I mean, we're just taking it's piling on attacking midfielders at this point, but I don't care. Like, <laughs> if you if you could get Mbappe on City, like you just say, okay. Like we're gonna go after we'll get we'll get uh, uh, Alexi Sanchez so that he can spell out games with uh, you know so so like 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 we said with with De Bruyne he's got too many miles on his leg we need there needs to be another forward in there yeah to 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 spell out De Bruyne or somebody else and and Alexi Sanchez can do that. But you get you need another striker, I think. And like, look, if you ask me if I would rather have Kalechi, Iannaccio, or Mbappe, it's no contest now. It's, it's not much of a contest. Like, I just can't tell you enough how much I want Mbappe. Like, I think that kid's going to be the real deal. Can, can I, I, get, I, just, I don't know if you can get Mbappe club train. He doesn't turn nineteen until December. So I don't know how that works. I, I, I don't not, know the exact math. I know that it would work in Football Manager, but that's not real life. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, I I mean I, I just Juventus may dispatch of Monaco in a fashion and just like yeah look, but <laughs> completely stifle I, them. I was I, utterly unsurprised to see what they did to Barcelona. To be honest with you. Yeah, I I kind of I don't know, man. I really felt like after Barca came back from PSG, that that I, I felt like they're better than Juventus. I did. Yeah, honestly. I understand it, but it feels like you only get one miracle like that a year. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, maybe I even a lifetime. I, 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 all right, let, let's let me let me be clear. I am talking about the Juventus game prior to. Three oh months. right, right, right. Yeah, I understand that completely. I, I, I think I think once Juventus get them in a hole, it's just they're not a team that you're well equipped that that are anyone's well equipped to come back against. It's not PSG no. who are just sort of clueless. Um, yeah, yeah, well, I mean, it's it's not anybody. There's right. not really a team in the world that can defend like Juve can. It's right. it's just they have they have the world class defenders. <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, I think we were... In fact, they have a world-class defender we want. That's right, and we will get to that. But, um, yeah, I don't really have a lot of other thoughts on the South End performance. Nice, professional, very much like the second half. Glad to see them getting those points, because I would argue that Southampton away last year was the absolute low point of City's domestic season. One of the absolute low points of City's domestic season. At the end of that game, I was ready to sell about 70% of the team, so... Yeah. It's... This was this was definitely better than that. Um, let's talk about Pep Guardiola because he's been in the news this week. Both yeah, for, both for things he said and things he has allegedly said. 
Um, so let's let's start with the things he said. And I realize I would like to preface this by saying I I understand that this is kind of a slippery slope for the both of us to be talking about because we have never attended a Manchester City game in Manchester at the Etihad. So we're going to deal with this as out from a complete outsider perspective, so to speak. But Guardiola has said this week that he misses the pressure of Spain and Germany because. He thinks that our fans, after, you know, we got knocked out of the Champions League and then we lost to Chelsea and all that, and, you know, overall, I would say that the fan base is still very much behind him and kind of accepting of this, like, not, I mean, to a certain degree. They get clapped off at the end of the game, you know, blah, blah, blah. He says, if I were basically, and I'm paraphrasing here, but he basically said, if I was still at Barcelona or Bayern Munich, they would be calling for my head right now. And everyone here just, you know, politely applauds and, you know, thank you. He, he seemed to imply that City fans should be asking more of, of, the, of the team and of him and of everyone. And then there was the report in the Daily Mail that said he's not happy with the atmosphere. He's working with Ferran Soriano to improve that. He's frustrated that so many people leave early to catch the trains back to Manchester and blah, 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 blah. Now... I I'm, I prefer to focus more on the comments he made rather than the latter one. Yeah, because, because I can speak I, to that I, more. I, can, I, yeah. I think we can both speak to that better than the other stuff. Well, but. I also just wanted to add, as I understand it too, just j- just to add a caveat in here, the reason that the fans are leaving early is because they need to catch the trams. Right, like it's, the a, trams. it's a legitimate reason. Yeah, I've attended a Washington Nationals game in D.C., and if you take the metro everywhere, then you have to leave early. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's the sort of thing I understand. Um, but you know, I don't something they can there there are about. different there are different infrastructures in different countries for games. In some countries, everything stops for this or for that or for 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 whatever. Um, in, in, in other countries, they, they carry on, they, you know, just go about their business. And, and, and in the English game in particular, there, there are some teams set up in areas that are not really conducive to travel. Um, I mean, you talk about even just the, uh, even this even, weekend, it's hard to yeah. get down to Wembley for a day and then get the train all the way back or whatever method of transportation is being used there. Especially from Manchester, right. you know. It's, it's so. not, I mean, you can do it, but it's not easy. As no, I understand it's, it. It, it. Yeah, so, I, I mean, there are reasons that City fans are doing these things, and, and I, you know, I'm sure Guardiola is, is being informed of, hey, look, these are the local realities that we have to deal with. And so whatever solutions Guardiola comes up with, in in insofar as quote unquote improving the atmosphere, this would be the only thing I have to add on that. You know, let's just hope that they're reasonable and account for what the fans can and can't do. And I am sure that to a certain degree, they will account for for local, uh, you know, uh, issues or whatever or whatever it may be that. Uh, that the fans have to deal with, you know, let, let's just hope that, 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 that's something that's taken into account. Right. Um, so let's, let's talk about the other one quick, uh, basically like point blank. Do you think city fans are too forgiving? Should we be more like Barcelona fans and 
Okay. Uh, no, no. There's a happy that's, medium, that's, I assume. That's a two-part two question. There's a middle. Are, there's a middle ground here. I yeah. assume that you're going. For. Yeah, city city fans are definitely too forgiving. Like, I think it's I, easy I, to be when most of these people have lived their entire lives watching them in like the second. It's or a third little bit. Division. It's a little bit easier for you and I to sit yeah, here. It's and, very and easy say, for us to say. Whereas, you know, not, you know, Barcelona like, fans have not had anywhere near the same experiences. Neither of Bayern Munich fans, but City were there in the se- in the second division, loving life. Um, this is all, you know, gravy for, for a lot of people. So I get that perspective. Um, but I think that for for the for the club, then I think they've moved on. They've certainly moved on from that mentality. Yeah, the club has moved on from that mentality, but City fans are very forgiving, man. I think that there's some losses. Where Guardiola is saying, I, I think there should have been a bigger public outcry. Like, I was pissed. How are the fans not pissed? Originally, I thought this was stupid. Like, why would Guardiola want more pressure? Like, but I, as I sat... feeds off that atmosphere. I, I, do, I do, too. As that. I sat back and thought about it, it, it it's like... If there's no motivation, you know, it's almost like Guardiola must has to create a deficit to get himself out of it for City fans to, like, have that. And I think fans are starting to, like, Guardiola himself needs to understand that it's going to take City fans a bit of time to, to, to be super critical of him, like Bayern and Barca fans would be. Because we're simply not – he's the best manager City – well, okay, that may or may not be true because he hasn't won crap yet and he very may very well win nothing. Manuel, Manuel Pellegrini yeah. could very well go down as more accomplished than Pep Guardiola he's, by the time the City 10 years he's over. He's definitely the most renowned manager that's – Exactly. That would be the better way to put it. He's the most renowned manager City has ever had. Like – Manchester in general is, is is not used to this kind of well, I yeah Manchester because United aren't in Manchester. <laughs> uh, Manchester in general are just not used to this kind of 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 well person. You know, uh, Guardiola is a different kind of a guy. He 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 wants to he wants to feel that pressure so that he can live up to uh, the enormous expectations that he places on himself. Even, Fer- even Ferguson didn't have the same mythos because he built it yeah. himself. Yeah, it was Ferguson- all completely self-perpetuated. If you if you know what I mean, he he didn't come in as like this appointed messiah messianic figure. Um, it Ferguson grew into yeah, he that grew, himself. Yeah. I was about to say, if you look back at United, people wanted him sacked in the in the early nineties. People people love to pretend like United is is this enormous. United are Duke, okay? United are Duke. That is their equivalent. Alex Ferguson is Coach K. Now they have had ex you know, uh, uh, successes before then. But it wasn't until Ferguson came along that United ascended to a level that were to where they became Manchester United. And that's just simple fact. Um, and even with Ferguson, it took him a couple of years to even oh, begin yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Begin making inroads toward that. Yeah, which you know says all kinds of things about the type of man that he is. Football has changed. Um, Yeah, and yes, it does. Alex Alex Ferguson would not be. You just don't get that. The sports in general, I think, have changed. It's not just football. You don't get those kinds of opportunities unless you are an established name. Right. You see, you're lucky if you last uh, two, three years without winning in basically any sport at this point. Right. It, you know, if if you're unless um, if they unless your unless your organization has a very clear long term strategy and are still seeing progress, like the Philadelphia 76ers, for example, which is a completely different animal altogether. Um, but most team, the vast majority of teams, <laughs> are not getting that anymore. No, you're you're definitely not getting it anymore. I, I the Browns might be. Yeah, the Browns cycle through coaches like nobody's business. Um, you know, you name it, any any irrelevant. You know, the how many coaches have the Rams been through lately? Well, I mean, they went for before Fisher. It was, still it was kind of a. I think it's Spagnuolo before yeah, Fisher. And then Fisher's gone, and now you've got McVay. And then before, you know, basically the point is, ever since the Rams sort of fell from grace, well, they too have... But Fisher kind of is in a different category because Fisher he's in the... Fisher name. He, well, Fisher's in the Stan Kroenke category. And, 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 and you know, <laughs> Arsenal fans will let you know about Stan Kroenke and what he'll allow to continue. <laughs> so... Fisher Fisher existed as an entity unto himself almost because he achieved nothing drafted well I guess okay but but never really got anything out of the talent that he drafted and 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 yet was still able to keep his job continuously going 7 and 9 6 and you know <laughs> 6 and 10 whatever it is um. Yeah, I put down a final record of six and nine yesterday. Now that I think about it, I should probably change that. That doesn't exist. That would only be fifteen games. Sorry, I was just realizing uh, one of my other things. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, what do you think? Do you do you think that 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 city fans need to be more like? Uh, I think this boils down to certain performances. I think is what Guardiola is saying. I think. He's struggling to say it because English is not his first language. But I think if if I were trying to translate for Guardiola, what I would tell fans is that, like, look, he's not asking for a complete overhaul. He's he's asking you to ask more of him when the time calls for it. I agree completely. And I think think the big thing for this, and I'm going to take it a step further, is... The sort of muted reaction to City going out of the Champions League as early as they did, and I would against say, Monaco. Yeah, no. and I would take that a step further to say I think Guardiola is still a bit surprised by the general ambivalence of City fans as a whole toward the Champions League as a competition, because when he was in Barcelona and especially at Bayern Munich, that was the holy grail. You know, Bayern Munich brought him in to win the Champions League, and he didn't. And his tenure there, ultimately, by a it's lot considered of considered a failure. Yeah, by a great number of their supporters, was considered not good enough because he didn't deliver them the Champions League. So he comes here and he finds a support a group of supporters that have deep <laughs> even though he, even though even though Carlo Ancelotti got bounced out yeah. earlier. 
even though he, he, he got he, earlier he, than Guardiola ever did. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, well, <laughs> earlier than Guardiola ever at had Bayern until Munich. this at Bayern year. Munich is what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. At Bayern Munich. But, but um, to take that a step further, I would say um, he comes to this new club where the supporters are, have a deep-seated animosity towards UEFA um, and a deep ambivalence as a whole toward the Champions League. It's never really caught on. And I think that surprises him, especially given that his remit from the club at the top has been win the damn thing. And then he comes in, he's been told to win the damn thing, and he manages the games and the supporters are just like, eh, screw this competition, basically. I think that still surprises Why do you think me. that is? I I just... Do you think, think it's because they haven't been a part of it, that they just don't, like... I you... think it's because they haven't been a part of it for so long. It, it It's new. Well, ever. Yeah, I mean, obviously they had the, the Cup Winners Cup before, and, you know, other... It was called other things, but it wasn't It wasn't the Champions League. So it's, it's a completely new thing. Even now, I mean, they've been in it for six years, but it still seems like sort of a novelty, I guess. Um... You know, you you grow up with these city fans. I think oh, the older city fans they grow up, you know, and their dream is not, you know, to conquer Europe. Their dream is we want to be the best team in England, because for so long it was such an unattainable goal. Even like winning a cup, you know, for so long it seemed like such an unattainable goal that it still seemed like it was it was still the number one prize. You know, win, be the best team in England, top of the heap in um, the first division or as it became the Premier League. So I, I think that there's still some of that going back to what we basically just talked about, namely that a lot of these city fans have, have grown up in a different environment to what the club is expecting now. Um, and I do think it's also has something to do with UEFA and the fact that I think there are city fans that genuinely believe that they will not win this competition because UEFA just will make sure that there's stumbling blocks at every... Which I want to say I think is bull. It is. Because but, UEFA let them get to the semifinals last year, and if City turn in anything, anything other than the performance that they crapped out at the Santiago Bernabeu, they could have gone through to the final. They would have gotten their asses kicked by Atletico, I'm reasonably sure, but they would have been able to go through to the final. And, and 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 to sit here and say that when, when you're in the semifinals, that, that like I know I'm not saying you, but if anybody were to sit there and tell me that UEFA would not let this club win this competition, I would slap the dumb off of them because this team were but a performance away, one performance away from actually being able to win the fucking thing. Yeah, I, I think that I I also think that the financial fair play nonsense left a really bad taste in a lot of people's. Mouth. That's fair. That's I won't argue on that one. I think that was a big, big, big uh, thing behind the and, and the uh, sort of eh towards the competition in UEFA as a whole. I think most of it is UEFA as a whole, and since it's their competition, they're just sort of like eh. Yeah. Um. So I think that as a whole, I think it's that that boils that boils down to Guardiola is just surprised because the club ownership has brought him in here and told him, go win the Champions League for yeah. us. And you make a good point about he, that. He though. turns around and looks at the fans, <laughs> the fans expecting are like, to yeah. see expecting to see a similar attitude toward them, and it's just the collective shrug. Yeah. So I think I think that really is at the heart of his complaints. I, th I think that. 
people still will get worked up about the Premier League, but I think that the 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 response to the, it was a relatively muted response. I think overall. I think that it'll change. I, I think City are yeah, gathering. I, I hope that it'll change. City are gathering fans, and for all these new blood fans that 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 are joining City, their expectation is going to be that City win the Champions League because the city have got Pep Guardiola, so they must be able to, right? That's all they know about soccer. You know, they're new. And, and, and so I think, and as you, City have definitely expanded here into America, <clears throat> you see supporters groups popping up all over the place. You know, you've got us who created a pod. If we, we filled a void. We were the first Manchester City podcast that I know of in America. So, I, I, I mean, as this team, now there are a couple. I mean, ours is the only good one. But um, as this team, I'm joking. I'm, I'm sure there are other good ones. I just haven't heard them yet. Um, but as this team continue to, to age and get a little bit older, you're going to bring up with new fans every year. And those expectations are going to start to change and infect supporters are either going to understand because you're going to hear there's going to be a group of people who are like these stupid new fans i wish they'd go away and it's like yeah but they're not going to so you can either get on board with what their remit for guardiola is which is to win the damn champions league or you can sit here and say that england is good enough for you but I'm choosing to go with the club on this one. The club have said that Champions League is the remit. So every time we jump on this podcast, I am going to judge City by what the club's remit is. Not what the fans expect of them. That's how maybe it's... People might wonder why I have this different approach or why I feel that Guardiola has struggled to adapt and, and, and I think that the people who said it are right and uh, maybe other podcasts are or aren't saying that, I don't know. But the simple truth of the matter is it's easier for me to say that because I'm judging Guardiola by the standards he's placed upon himself and that the club have placed upon him. And I think if if I can do that, then I think other city fans can slowly start to do that, and then he'll get the atmosphere he wants. You know what I think might help? Winning? Well, yes. But beyond that, I think what might help is if they ended up making it to knockout round and getting drawn against another English team. Because that makes it local. And I think that people would get up for that a little bit more than they can get up for a time against Monaco or... Dynamo Kiev, or even PSG. Yeah. So that's that's just my two cents. I mean, city city fans. Once city reached the semifinal stage of this competition, and they saw the Real Madrids of the world, city went into shell shock. The team, the manager, the fans, everybody went into complete shell shock. It wasn't almost until like two weeks after that match that people are like, wait a minute, we could have won that thing. Whereas you and I came away after that match going, that was bull. You know, I don't know. It's just, yeah, I, I agree. 
I I, th- I think that I think that a lot of people are still getting used to the fact that Manchester City are a European power now, or at least on the verge of and angling to be. I think that freaks some people out. I think if you reach the semi-final stage, then you can consider yourself a European yeah, that's, power. I was hedging a bit, but I think that's fair. Speaking of European powers, Manchester City are once again making Leonardo Bonucci of Juventus their top defensive transfer target this summer. Um, rumor, so uh, rumor has it that they will have to pay a world record fee for a defender in the range of fifty million pounds. Josh, should they do it? Yeah. Yes, do it. absolutely. It's the best. Just do it. I don't care how old he is; he might be the best defender in the world. Just get him. Do it. He's perfect for the system. He's per- it, he might be the best yeah, defender in the world. Do yeah, it. You have the money. You you tried to get him last year at a bargain rate. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Juventus sold Paul Pogba for 100 plus. You are paying at least 50 for Benucci. So just do it. Here's the thing that I was thinking of. Um, we know that City are trying to build for the future. And we've kind of made this point on the podcast before. City are trying to sign some younger players so that they are not relying on, you know, uh, the Ayatories of the world much longer. Which that is I, hope, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. I'm, I'm not getting sloshed on the podcast. <laughs> drink. <laughs> but City are getting, buying some younger players, the Sterlings, the Sanes, the Stoneses, so they're not relying on 30, mm-hmm. 31, 32, 33-year-olds anymore. Completely supportive. Which is why I'm not a big fan of going after Sanchez. I'm a bigger fan of getting somebody like Mbappe. Right. Um, but I'm fully supportive of that endeavor. Fine by me. Um, yeah, I think at the back, it's okay to have, you know, a 29-year-old. Yeah, that's the thing, is that, you know, at some point... Italian defenders... City need, to, City need to buy a finished product. Mm. When was the last time City bought a finished product? Sergio Aguero? Maybe, yeah. Samir Nazri? I think De Bruyne was close. Eh, no, I still, think De, I, I still think De Bruyne is I, developing. I, I think, I think Sammy Nazri was a finished yeah. product. We haven't, I still think we haven't seen the best of De Bruyne. Uh, Aguero, I think, was as close to a finished product as you were going to sign. And even going back to that, Silva? Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Silva was... You have, to, Sil- you have to go back. You have to go back a ways for City to have signed, you know, an actual top... I mean, I guess Otamendi's a finished product, but he's not good, so I don't really... A good finished product. A world-class, a world-class finished, finished product. product. It would be probably Aguero. It would be Aguero, yeah. So, and and since then, they've tried to get by with developing, and they have not developed... Actually, you, you, you would... We struggle to call Aguero world-class, like... I think he, uh, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I would leave him in that category for now. For the purposes I, I, of this question. I would say for the Silva, purposes I would question. say Silva is the true last world-class finished product that they bought. David, I mean, David Silva gets better every year with age, but I think David Silva is what David Silva was when City got a hold of him, and he's been... And still is considered by most people. Like if you if you ask City fans who the best player they've ever seen put on a City kit, a lot of them will say David Silva. Like I've never seen anybody as good as him. In terms of as as a pure footballer, 
like he might be the most graceful footballer City have ever signed. And and I think that's, I mean, there's some times when you watch him, like there was one GIF, GIF going around uh, from, I can't remember what game it was, but like a long ball came up and, and the defender was coming toward it and David Silva just put his foot up so that the ball hit it, went over the defender's foot, just dropped right in front of Silva, and he just turned with it and went. And it was just, I think the the guy was like, hey, David, how do you do? Like, and it was just, it was just uh, world class, man. It was, the guy knew exactly how to place his foot just so that the ball would do what he wanted. So, I don't know. Aguero... Aguero could be in that mold for me, but I would, I think I'd say Silva. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of splitting hairs either way. We're talking six, seven years. Yeah. So, at some point... But see, here's here's my question to you. I want to ask you this. City struck out getting Benucci last year, and part of it was because they didn't want to pay, but the other part of it was that Juventus had no interest in selling. Like... He's one of the backbones of their team. He's Italian, you know. I mean, for Christ's sake, his name is Leonardo Benucci. I mean, it doesn't get any more Italian than that. Um, so I, I guess Giorgio Chiellini might be a bit more Italian. But, um, you know, I, City making their top priority, but are they going to get him? I mean, only Juve can answer that question. Um, I, I, I feel like they'd be, given his age, I feel like they'd be tempted into selling for a world record fee, but I don't know. I, I, I really don't know. Um, they said they didn't want to sell Pogba, and they, they, Pogba. They, they, they stuck to, we never want to sell Pogba until they sold him. Right. Uh, which is why, you know, I wouldn't take any public statements at face value. But... City... City must feel like they can get him, otherwise That's they would. thinking, to you know, City. I, I feel like this this wouldn't they wouldn't be bothering if they didn't think that the player was interested, and that the club had a price, basically. So not not two years in a row. Interested. Right. I mean, I, I I maybe the player was interested in the club had a price last year. They just weren't willing to pay the price, and they are not. I don't know, but I I, I feel like they would be. I I just maybe I'm giving them too much credit, but I can't take them for being that foolish. Yeah, n- no, I mean especially if the mandates come that Guardiola is is going to handle more of the transfer business, and they're still going back in for Benucci. It kind of says to me that Guardiola wanted him last year, but City weren't willing to pay that because they'd already paid it for Stones. And now Guardiola has shown them exactly how far away they are from being Bayern. And now, like, City are like, okay, we get it. We get it. You know, like, you're – because that – all of that seemed to come around the same time. All of those briefings seemed to come where, like, City were like, okay, we get it. We're, you know – as many as 19 new players and and they're going to break whatever they spent last year. Like it's become clear that Guardiola had proved a point of some kind to upper management that they, that they need to go in and, and get some more players. So maybe it was, maybe it was a difference of, of five or 10 million last year 
And now that Guardiola's in charge of it, it's going to get done. Whereas last year, you know, the, the, whoever was in charge of it drew their line in the sand, like, wherever they did. Like, no, I'm not going to pay that. And Guardiola's just going to be like, yep, that's fine, bring them in. Yep, I agree. Um, so we're both in agreement. At some point, you have to just do it. If it can be done, you have to just do it. Um, all right, let's talk about Arsenal, FA Cup semifinal. City's lone chance to win a trophy this year, so we might as well go for it, huh? Um, this will be interesting because the Wembley pitch is pretty large, and I feel like if Wenger plays with a back three again, we're going to see a repeat performance with Manchester City starring as Manchester United and Arsenal starring as in the Chelsea role from last weekend because I think that they would just be asking to get picked apart if they did that. I'm not sure what Arsenal are going to do here, because on one hand, they've been playing so poorly at certain points, um, but on the other hand, this is also their best chance at silverware, and given all the criticism they've come in for, I could see them either rolling over under the pressure or being super motivated, and I'm not really sure which, because Arsenal might be the most unpredictable team in the Premier League. Yeah, I, I, I don't... City seem to be better than them. Guardiola seems to have Wenger figured out, but Arsenal have just been able to get, you know, that they've 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 found a way to 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 respond, and and I think that there there's like what what was the score of the first run? Um, I know the last one was 2-2, but what was the score? I can't remember the score. Right? I believe it was 2-1. To City. City, yeah. So, you know, both games have been about 2-1 with Arsenal pipping, you know, a goal in the second one to, 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 to make it 2-2. I mean, I realize it was, it was in, like, I think at, like, minute 53 or whatever, so it's not quite pipping it. It's just horrible set piece. Yeah, yeah, but, but but that's why I say they pipped it is because it came off just it was it was outside of that like they they you know it was cities to win and 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 so both games city have been at least two goals to to Arsenal's one and and I don't know that that's going to be any different to me that says whenever you get something scores consistently along those lines. It says to me that, that Pep Guardiola sees something in whatever Banger does. And Banger's not going to change his approach. Yeah. He's just not. Banger, I would say, is probably one of the managers in the Premier League who's more likely to play into City's hands, I would say. Yeah, if he's going to change his approach, it's going to be to do something just, stupid. Just play the same way, and that expansive way is, is if they get caught on the counter, they're dead. Yeah. Um... And, and especially when you, you, you know, we're making guesses on team selection, but we now know that Gabriel Jesus is, in theory, available. I don't know if they'll start him, but in theory, he's making the trip. And they will have Sané, and they will have Sterling, and then... I think have... Aguero has scored enough that he is going I to get the yeah, start. I don't think they'll risk Gabriel Jesus from the start. I think but I do I think believe... I think he's break glass in case of emergency and or piling on. Yeah, well, I think he's bring. I, no, I actually think he's going to get playing time. I think that Pep's going to see how the game is going, and if he gets a half like he did out of Southampton, then he's going to go ahead and he's going to make the change. 
and he's going to put in Jesus. Well, and he's I, would call that break, I would call that break glass in case. Eh, I, I, I know. I would also note that with a Darby coming up, they may want to get him some minutes before that. That's why I'm saying he's going to get minutes. Like, I, I'm not concerned about him playing because the Darby is on the horizon. Pep Guardiola is going to start him in the Darby. Like, Aguero does not, like, I, I, I am convinced of this. He is going to start the Manchester Derby because he gives Manchester City the best chance to win in a game they must win. Right. Because I if never... they lose that game, they will be in a two-point hole to United and then will be reliant upon somebody else to, to tip the scales back in, into City's favor. Yeah, understandably so. I mean, I would never say with 100% confidence that I know what Guardiola is going to do, but I understand the uh, the sentiment. Um, so, you know, I, I just, I think City will find a way to win this. All right, so look, you got you got Chelsea Spurs on the other side. Who do you think is going to win that game? Right now, Spurs. Right. I don't see any way in which City wins this cup. I do. I don't. Okay, well, I think I don't. I mean... What have their scores been against Tottenham? Uh, 2-2 and 2-0. The 2-2 they should have won. And the 2-0? They were terrible, but that was in September. But I mean, Spurs you, are playing better than any other team in England. Yeah, you, I, I was get about that. to say, you just said on the podcast, prior to the well, podcast, they're the you know, best in England. because I think they're the best team playing right now, it doesn't mean I think City have no chance to beat them. I don't... I don't then say they have... Well, well you said you said saw no way in which City could win this cup. That's true, I did. I <laughs> I just... All right, let me, let me rephrase. I don't think with the current competition left that City can get past Arsenal well enough, but I wouldn't favor them to beat Chelsea as they've not really done well against Antonio Conte. Um, and I wouldn't favor them uh, against Tottenham. In, in... I, wouldn't, I wouldn't favor them against Tottenham. I agree with that. Chelsea, I don't know. It would depend on how well Chelsea's playing at the time. I suppose that's true. If, if Chelsea walk into that FA, if Chelsea make it to the FA Cup final and walk into it having blown the title, then I don't know. <laughs> that that could be true. And if Spurs make it, if Spurs walk that, into it having taken the title away, then I don't feel good about that game. No. No, because they'd be high on a kite. Then again, there again, there could be that that stupid term like a letdown game afterward. You're so emotionally high from winning the title that you forget. But to... then I once watched Wigan beat Manchester City in the FA Cup final, so who really knows? Uh... <laughs> he is uh, Wigan. Wigan. I'm sorry to bring that up, but yeah, just don't ever mention Wigan again. But I don't. Um... E I don't even let my I don't even let my wife say Wigan. <laughs> But I with just, regard, yeah, with regards to Arsenal, I would favor City for this one. And going beyond that, I don't really know. It depends on a whole lot of things. How, okay, so I, how do you think they will line up? Not who. I mean, you can you can toss out some names if you would, right. but but how do you think they will approach this game? What do you what do you think will be Guardiola's? I don't know. Well, 
Mean, yeah, it's it's. I, I wouldn't expect any huge, huge, you know, rethinks. Um, I, I I mean, I my basically what I want to see is if companies fit play company because that'll make me feel a lot better about things. And um, you know, I would like to see Sterling recalled as well. I would like to see City really test Arsenal with that pace. Um. And you know what? I would note that, you know, Jesus Navas hasn't been the world's best right back, but I think Navas being at right back has given us something of a preview of what would happen if, if we had City pace. Actually had a fullback with pace. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, and, and you know what, though? Navas hasn't been at all bad at right back no. because he's actually pretty damn good defensively as it is. Like, he's a sound defensive player. So. Like, honestly, I would kind of be okay if City kept Navas because he works so hard. Like, look, City let a guy like that and Milner go. Navas isn't as adaptable as Milner, but you know what? He gives you something every day. And Navas puts in a shift every time. You know, it may not be to what fans like, but he goes out there... And, and 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 kills it on the defensive end. Like, there's not much you can say about Navas that he doesn't do to contribute, uh, at least on the defensive end. <laughs> and I would be fine if City kept him, honestly. Like, as a backup right back. Yeah, I, I wouldn't Ask really him. be opposed. Yeah. Like, if he was like, hey, dude, do you want to stay here or do you want to go somewhere and, and, you know, like, do you want to say we're going to use you as a right back? But, you know, occasionally we'll we'll put you in at right wing, but, you know, mostly you'll be used as a right back. Are you in? You know, and if he says yes, then it's okay. Yeah. Um, He's a hard worker. Yeah, I, I get it. I, I it depends, you know. It dep- I, for for me, it would depend on who they can sign and how many people they can sign and for what price. But you know, and fundamentally, I'm not opposed. But um, I wouldn't hate seeing him back there, and then really pile on the pace on the right hand side because if you put Sterling or Sonny over there, you're just going to give someone a nightmare of a day. I think. Um, you know, I I just I, you know I think. You have to be prepared for Arsenal to come at you, but at the same time, I think that this game will afford them opportunities on the counterattack. That's why I'd like to see Sterling, Sané, De Bruyne Silva, I think having Fernandinho and Toure. Like, I, I, I legitimately think that Toure should feature in this game, as, as and, and then you can put... Well, I guess in that kid you wouldn't probably be able to play Fernandinho. Um, I'm trying to think here. This is yeah. why I don't really play with the team selections anymore. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably put Fernandinho in there ahead of Toure, I, I guess. I'd, I don't think you can leave Fernandinho out of this game. No, I, I, I guess you're ultimately right. I would play Fernandinho, De Bruyne, and Silva... And, uh, yeah, I, I, I just let this team go and, and do do exactly what it is that they do. And just, I don't know, I, it is, as long as I think this falls back to what you said, 
if we can get through another game without Vinny getting injured, I think City stand a chance regardless of who they put up there. Okay, we actually got a listener question. I, I thought we. I, I also thought we had one from Mr. Siegley after the game, like it popped in. I may in. have missed that, but I can have a look. While I while I do that, let's handle the one that I did see. Indeed, indeed. Which is from Mr. Aguia, and he wants to know: Does the loss of Zlatan Ibrahimovic help or hurt us for the derby? They seem to play much better without him, but no consistent goal scores. We had a discussion about this before we started recording because Ibrahimovic is out for the season. Um, I, this could be a double-edged sword the way I see it because obviously Ibrahimovic has been their most consistent goal scorer. No question about that. Um, but when he's playing, their team is so reliant on him. Everything has to be focused on him and revolving around him. When he's not in that team, they can be a bit more free-flowing, but like you said, the the object, the objective the guys who are replacing him aren't as, aren't as good... In, in, as far as pure goal scoring goes. So, I, the problem for me, the fear for me, is that they'll put Martial and Rashford out there and, and counter the heck out of us instead of Ibrahimovic just sort of standing around doing nothing, as he would have done. Yeah, it gives it gives United a bit more, I'm, I'm, I'm sure, to play to Jose Mourinho's liking, because um, I don't think Ibrahimovic is Jose Mourinho's preferred striker. I just I, I I believe that he knows he has to play him and and he made that deal with the devil to get the United job so he knows what came with it but I think if Jose Mourinho in a perfect world could get away with not playing Zlatan and playing somebody else he would have somebody else up there um but uh, I. I Rashford Rashford does a lot of good and a lot of bad. You know, he's 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 a very skilled young. but incomplete product. Exactly. So it's hard Martial is also a very skilled but slightly less incomplete but still incomplete product. I think Martial might be a little bit further away than Rashford actually. Better not be considering how much they paid for him. I I, I, just, I I think he is though. <laughs> yeah, that's what, I, I don't know. Huh. I don't I, I don't I don't watch the rags too much, but I'm reasonably sure that Martial hasn't been featuring them as much as Rashford. Well, Mourinho doesn't like him much. So yeah, <laughs> which is always a good way to not play. Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of why I say that Rashford's ahead of him is because. Uh-huh. You sit out a year, one kid's bound to get a lot better than you. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't know how this game is going to play out. I truthfully don't, but that's why I think that that it's not going to be Aguero starting. Yeah, um, I mean, I understand that. That's why I think, I think it's going to be Jesus. Fit enough, I think if he's fit enough to start, Jesus will start. It's you know, if if Ibrahimovic had started the game. I think that Guardiola would have labored with Aguero because I think Aguero is obviously the faster of the two, so you don't have to worry about that. But if if he he has Rashford up top, then he needs somebody that's going to be able to run with him. And the only person that's going to be able to run with him is going to be Gabriel Jesus. 
Aguero's not going to be able to keep up with him. He doesn't have that kind of speed. Oh, God help us if we're relying too much on our strikers to defend. Well, then fair, we're in trouble. fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. But the idea I is. I agree completely, but God help us if it gets to that point. Right. But the idea is that in, 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 a, in a theoretical world, you know, when, when dudes are drifting up top, um, you know, I, 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 you're, you're matched up with the man that you have. And, and while things are in transition, that's your guy. And, and Jesus is the kind of guy who can run back, get back, and get involved. And that's more what I mean when I say he's fast enough. Not so much that he himself is going to be defending Rashford, though there will be points when that is his remit. Uh, I just think that Jesus can get back, get involved, and turn it into 11-on-11 much quicker than Aguero can. Like, Aguero tends to do this thing, like, especially if he flubs a shot, he'll kind of, like, sit there, he has to massage his ego a bit, and then he gets up, and he does that little small trot with his hands at his side, and he just kind of casually trots back over there. Um... Yeah, Jesus just has more urgency to his game, and I think that Manchester City will need that now that it's locked on out. I did find our second question. It was indeed from Jay Seekley. Oh. He asked us, um, do you think Pep would go after Mbappe and Sanchez this summer? I think he would if the team decides to sell Aguero. I think that's the only universe in which he goes after both. Yeah. There's just not enough room otherwise. Yeah. Unless you're selling Ian Acho. Not unless you're selling Ian Acho, and I think Ian Acho being a B player is... I think they loan a... him before they sell him if they get him out of there at all. Yeah, if they loan him, though, I, I do think that they... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. If they loan him, I could see them signing Mbappe. I guess there could be some strange permutation, but yeah. Look, but it, look Mbappe is going to go to somebody. Very, yeah, very it seems soon. Quite clear that Mbappe is playing month. out his final months with Monaco. Yeah, Mbappe is going to somebody. I would like it to be us. Okay, I am tired of the Barca's and like this is what we, you got to snap up these players when they're young. That's how you get world class players. Because I'm telling you, it doesn't look like this Moreno kid is going to work out. Yeah, but he's... I, I don't know that he won't work out, but the fact... He's not matter, even playing right the now. The fact of like, the matter is... He can't, even, he can't even get minutes. Even if he works out, he's not super close. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, okay. I'm saying... But I I'm think saying, Moreno's in their plans next year, or maybe even the year after. I, I, I think Moreno is playing his way out of their plans. He's not developing like... I think, it, I think it would be stupid to give up a 20-year-old. I don't think that they're giving up on him. I'm just well, saying I think... I, 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 then they should find a better loan move for him. He's, he's, because he's, he's been a knee injury. He's been not playing. He's been playing. He's been not playing. I think he needs to just start over next year, and we'll see what he offers. But And I think that's what they'll do. I think they'll yeah. have him try again next year. But if the kid turns out to has another year like this, 
It just it, 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 it opens up things, and that's why I think Ian Asha will be loaned out to get him some consistent playing time. In, in general, I'm not sure how much of the planning they're putting on these guys who are on loan anyway. You know what I mean? Because Are you talking about the... Uh, I mean, I'm talking about in general, not just Moreno, but, you know, Ennis, you know, all, but they're still targeting strikers. You know, it's just like, you know, I don't know how much they're putting on these guys or how much... You know, they they don't seem to be putting a lot of stock in them contributing anytime soon. Anyway. Um, I I think Patrick Roberts is a different story. No, I think Patrick I, Roberts is a different story, but overall... I think know, Aaron Mooney is a different story. Well, there have been rumors that they're just going to sell him this summer and profit off of him. Why? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how reliable they are. It was the Sunday people, but... Well, then screw them. <laughs> I, I, look, dude, if the guy is... The thing about Aaron Mui is that he's a out, he's an outstanding passer. Like, that's the thing. Like, if a guy can pass and, and he can thread the ball <laughs> like Mui can, then that covers up a world of sins, man. And I'll tell you what. I would take Mui over Delph. I'm loath to say anything without having seen Mui perform at a higher level. They're going to have to look at him during the summer and see how he fits in. I just know great Delph. Delph had his moments of looking good at Aston Villa, so I don't know. Delph had, that's the last time that Delph looked good. That's why I would take Aaron Mui over. The last time he had a chance to look good, I would say. <laughs> he, he, he... He was he was going to get an immediate chance with Manchester City. He factored into uh, Pellegrini's plans right away, and then he got injured, and then he got injured again, and then he got injured again, and then he kept getting injured. And they were like, "All right, this guy doesn't factor into our plans," you know, like he got Isco. Or actually, excuse me, not Isco'd. Um, Who's the other little uh, Spanish midfield? Arbeloa? No, 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 no. That was the right back. Um, Asir Iliadamendi. Iliadamendi. That's you know he just had so many injuries, and so I don't, I I don't think Delph is a city player, but like we said on the podcast, was it last week or two weeks ago? Because he's versatile, I think that's why Pep grades him a little, but I. I want to ask you a question, and then we'll come back to Mbappe and Sanchez to close out. Um, you know, he Pep had some comments about Vincent Company this week where he said he's more than just a defender. Do you think that maybe Pep, like, is is is... Maybe Pep does rate Vincent Company and would prefer to keep him? I think he really wants to. I think he just needs to be given a reason to, if that makes sense. Um, like if Vincent Company can just stay healthy to the end of the season. Like, I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't know what that what a sufficient reason would be, but I think in a perfect world he'd like to. Like I said, I think in a perfect world we would all like to. Yeah. Um, it's just you have to be careful with it. I mean, suppose you know we we have all there's there's stories running about you know I I didn't I didn't mention that. Claudio Bravo nonsense story about how the Manchester Evening News turned um, Pep 
telling six of his players after the Hull game that you didn't want to defend into Pep telling his entire team that they need to play differently because it's not it's their yeah, fault, not which, Claudio Bravo's. Uh, which I did want to talk about for like 0.2 seconds. Okay, first, that, yeah. first of all, that article is 421 words. Not one of those words says like, has a quote, says sources told Manchester Evening News, or says, you know, uh, uh, according to sources, like, it doesn't even exist in there. This article was literally written just saying, Pep said this, and they provided no evidence for it. None. Like, now, I ask people... What do you think the odds are Pep went up to 10 different people and told them that they needed to change the way they played to fit one guy? I mean, I pretty much dismissed it out, out, yeah. out of the way. You, you said something I thought that was really poignant off air, and I, I can't remember what it was, so hopefully you do about the subject, but... What it was most likely a case of was, you know, you were talking about the defending. You don't, you know, this guy needs to defend, that guy needs to defend. Well, I said I have no doubt that Guardiola has singled out his defenders for criticism in private before. Um, But I don't think that that was an extension of, like, you're letting faultless Claudio Bravo down. And I also have no doubt that Guardiola still has a little bit of faith in Bravo. That doesn't mean that everyone else is sucking, and it's not his fault at all. And that's the way the article is framed, and I just sort of reject that premise. Yeah, I reject that premise completely. I think, you know, Guardiola has probably gone to guys and said this. You're not getting back and defending hard enough. You need to trade. You need to track back. You need to put in a shift. You need to give that effort. And that's, you know, one of the things I brought up about Aguero and that Guardiola has gotten out of it before he wasn't doing that stuff. Now Aguero's starting to he get that's why he's featuring more. And maybe Aguero is getting injured less because he's playing more. Think about that. Aguero hasn't been injured this season and Guardiola has run him in ragged. Process that for a minute. Out of all the years that Aguero's been playing for Manchester City, he gets through this one without an injury? I just I wonder if Guardiola has done some things to the fitness regimens. He, oh, he definitely has. We know that by reading Paradise. Well, I mean, but, we know it. Yeah. But, you know, I wonder if that has been... Because, to be frank... Injuries haven't, except for company, injuries have not been a huge problem this season. No, no, they have not. Which makes me, which makes me think that not only is the Manchester City fitness staff on top of it, but that Guardiola's changes to people's diets, uh, the, the, the way that he has them playing, the way that he has them warming up and stretching, you know, Aguero isn't getting injured because he's, I, I think a lot of injuries can occur in players, high-impact players, where they go from being static to enormous amount bursts of energy in, in, in a split second. And some people are built to do it. Other people aren't. Other people need to, to sort of, like a locomotive, they, just, they, they need to keep going in order to sustain. 
And I think that Aguero is better served continually moving. And I think that that part of the reason that he hasn't been injured is that Guardiola has him on the move all the time. You know, he's doing different things. He's not being as physical because he's being smarter. He's being more efficient. So he doesn't have to be the brute that he had, that he once was. So I, 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 I think all of these things have played a role in it. Um, Makes you wonder what the last guys were doing, though, doesn't it? It really does. Because <laughs> there were some, there were some, man, I mean. There were some bad injury years in the past. Yeah. For everyone, not just Aguero. <clears throat> yeah, and, and <clears throat> to be honest, I, I mean, this hasn't exactly been Vincent Company's worst year either. I mean, it's not been his best, but I'd say last year was way worse than this year. Yeah. Well, did you have anything else that you wanted to add here? Uh, no, I think we're good. I would, I would just say that I would be fine if Manchester City signed both of Mbappe and Sanchez, but everyone. <laughs> sign, sign everyone and sort it out later. Use the Bama approach to this thing. That's right. So... But outside right, of that, no, sir. Well, we'll be back early next week. Actually, early next week. I will try to plan for it um, to recap this. And we have a derby and a very big derby at that. So we will do a full preview of that. Um, but good luck to see you this weekend. It would be nice to win a cup, even if it's the FA Cup. And um, It'd be nice to be in a final of some type. It'd be type. nice to be in a final. Well, Wembley's always fun. So... Thanks for listening to us. You can follow us on Twitter at America Citizens. You can tweet us questions, comments, complaints, HR issues. Thank you, uh, by the way, to the people who've been recommending our podcast. We've we really do appreciate been, it. Yes. Yeah, appreciate um, the word of mouth. It's it's nice to be out there. Um, so we appreciate it, spreading the word, the retweets, even the, even the basic retweets and stuff. Um, does us a world of good, so we appreciate it greatly. And, um, and we try. We got one person that thanked us for answering their question in detail. Like, send them in, man. We 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 have no. What you guys don't understand is we have no problem answering basically everybody's question in great detail. Like, <laughs> we never get enough of them. I, I mean, we get there are days when we get more days when we get less, but send them in and we will spend time on them. We'll talk about them. You know, it, it, it's, with it's pleasure. fun. Yeah, exactly. That's the best way to put it with pleasure. All right. So at America citizens on Twitter, you can subscribe to us on iTunes. We are sponsored as ever by blog talk radio. And thanks again for listening. Thanks for sharing us. Thanks for all your input. Um, we listen and we appreciate it. So we'll be back at you next week. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the games, everybody. Have a good weekend. Thanks for listening. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.